The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XCTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church, and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles in Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes, and should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are commemorating the 90th anniversary of our Kaimiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue on the island of Oahu. The church is a landmark in the Palolo area with a sign on the rooftop, Jesus coming soon, serving as a beacon and reminder that our Lord's return is near at hand. 
To start off today's telecast, the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing the upbeat and toe-tapping song, He Never Failed Me Yet, with a featured solo by Christy Hahn. They will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Baku Carter on the organ. Yes, viewers, our Lord and Savior will always deliver us from the toils and snares of this world. He is only a prayer away. As the words to the song goes, trust and never doubt. Jesus will surely bring you out. He never failed me yet.
The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song entitled, Jesus Never Fails. In all that we do and say, we are comforted to know that the Lord is by our side. He will always hear our prayers and make a way to victory, for Jesus never fails. Rose Parker Carter will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing that spirit-inspiring song, God on the Mountain. Doing her background music will be Iris Locke on the piano, 
Associate Pastor Marvin of Bing on the bass, and Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Brooks Sr., and Mason Osama Sr. on the guitars. We praise and thank the Lord that He is our same God yesterday, today, and forever. This song provides comforting words, for God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never Then things change and you're down in the at its best It's down in the valley of trials and temptations That's when faith is really put to the test For the God on the The God of the day 
still God in the night, the God of the day, is still God in the night. The church choir will now perform the song titled, Rock of My Salvation. As the words of the song goes, you are the rock of my salvation. You are the strength of my life. You are my hope and my inspiration. Lord, unto you will I cry. We cast all our cares upon the solid rock, Christ Jesus. He is our great deliverer who is able to answer our prayers and make our pathways victorious. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words on the bottom of your television screen. We are blessed to have Furuhili Kapuni perform an old-time favorite song on the auto harp entitled Amazing Grace. She'll be ably accompanied by yours truly on the piano. We praise and thank the Lord for His mercy, compassion, and amazing grace. He's our almighty Lord and Savior that will give us the faith and the strength to do His blessed will. It is comforting to know that we worship a true and living God.
Associate Pastor Timothy and Emilia Hansen will now blend their voices to the uplifting song entitled Cheer Up, accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. To our faithful viewers out there, smile and cheer up for the wonderful day the Lord has given us. He's speaking to your heart today to accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. For today is a day of salvation if you will but hear His voice. At this time, it's a great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to Stanley and Mrs. Laura Lacadden. We pray the Lord will continue to bless and strengthen you all the days of your lives in your walk with Him. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. 
and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Akamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. We born-again Christians believe that God's promises are yea and amen. Therefore, His promise to return in clouds of glory for His own is not a question of if He's returning, but rather when is He coming back to translate us to our journeys and an eternal life in God's kingdom. Therefore, I sincerely ask the Lord that the message I have entitled, The Promises of God, will cause you to seize the moment to accept Jesus as your Savior. In fact, I implore of you today, don't let today become one of missed opportunity. The fulfillment of divine promises can make any year a happier one. The following scripture can contribute to one's happiness. We read in Isaiah 26.3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. This year, if it has not already, will doubtlessly bring in burdens of cares, sorrows, disappointments, and displeasures. But when one's mind is stayed upon the Lord and trust is centered in Him, perfect peace will follow the soul. Everything that has a tendency to depress can be cast upon Him. Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Oh, Yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. He does care. If the Lord has been trusted with the following, salvation, forgiveness of sins, and life everlasting, surely he can be trusted for our daily cares. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He also tells us, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. God's promises are yea and amen. While we are waiting for God's promises to be fulfilled, he tells us in Hebrews 6.12 that he be not slothful, 
but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Yes, they who are called and predestined to become the sons of God can receive the promise of eternal inheritance, an inheritance that is incorruptible, undefiled, which fadeth not away, and is reserved in heaven for every believer in Christ Jesus. People today are very impatient. God tells us in Hebrews 10, 36, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Combined faith and trust in Him are as important as patience. Now what is faith? Read in Hebrews 11, 1, 2, and 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The essence of faith consists in believing and receiving what God has revealed. It may be defined as a trust in God and in Jesus Christ, whom he has sent, receiving him as Lord and Savior. In salvation, faith is personal trust, apart from works, in the Lord Jesus Christ, who himself was delivered because of our offenses and raised again because of our justification. As we read in Romans 5.1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In prayer, faith is the confidence that we have in Him, so that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us, and we must accept His answer as correct and final. The prophets, the elders, and so forth, all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but saw them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confess that there were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Paul tells us in Hebrew 11, 14 to 16, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. And it is a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Yes, that city is the holy Jerusalem, which will descend out of the heaven from God. This is the city that Jesus revealed to his disciples. We read in John 14, 2-3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive ye unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. In this city, there will be no more sorrow, no more death, no more pain, no more crying, for the former things will be passed away. Wonderful, isn't it? Therefore claim the promises of God. However, the promises are only for the overcomers, for he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Listen to Revelation 21.8. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and fornicators and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 
The second death and the lake of fire in this verse describe the eternal state prescribed for the wicked. Relatively, it is second to the preceding physical death of the wicked who succumb because of unbelief and rejection of God. Their eternal state is to be one of eternal death. That is separation from God. Jesus told the Jews, you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he. The Jews rejected and crucified the Lord of glory. Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1st chapter 4th verse, by which are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Corruption in the scriptures just read refers to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is not of the Father, but of the world. Remember, however, the world shall pass away and the lust of it, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Many are asking, where is the fulfillment of the promise of his coming? Many mock and scoff about his com second coming. I say to you with utmost conviction, Jesus is coming soon and sooner than you think. The question is not, when is he coming? The question is, are you prepared to meet him when he comes back in clouds of glory? The Bible tells us he is coming back. His soon is not our soon. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as many count slacks, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yes, God does not desire that any should perish, yet it is clear that many will not be saved. Jesus Christ became the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of all mankind. He came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. In John 3, 5, Jesus clearly instructed, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In Acts 2, 38, Peter declared, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus is most vital in baptism, for Acts 4, 12 confirms, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. To claim the promises of God, we must set our affection or mind on things above rather than upon the things of the earth. Reading Colossians 3, 1-4, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Sit your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. A set mind, not a wandering or confused mind, is required. A mind and heart set all proper things. Things constitute a major part of our lives and generally affect us in two ways, good or bad. The Lord Jesus tells us, A man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Listen to the parable of the rich farmer. He had accumulated so much material that they didn't know whether to store all his goods. Instead of passing some of his blessings around, he decided to build a bigger barn to hold all his worldly goods. There is another parable about the rich fool described in Luke 12, 19 to 21, who said, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. Thus we see the fall of the rich farmer. The rewards, inheritance, and best interests are in heaven. And for the believer, it should be an easy task for him to set his mind on heavenly things. This will not make him impractical. 
Then there is the case of Paul. He was as heavenly minded while making tents as when preaching or writing his epistles. He could write about food, raiment, shelter, storms, test trials, and so forth, as well as in about the unsearchable riches of Christ. Jesus tells in Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, seek the spiritual things first, and the material things will follow. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God, who promises faithful, therefore hold fast without wavering, especially in the evil times we are now living. Read in 1 John 2, 25, and this is the promise that he hath promised, even eternal life. God had given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, Christ Jesus. Jesus told his disciples to tarry for the promise of the Father. You may ask, what is the promise of the Father? It is the Holy Ghost, which of 120 the upper chamber received on the day of Pentecost. Reading Acts 1-4, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. The disciples and Mary, the mother of Jesus, tarried for 10 days, and at the end of the 10th day, the Holy Ghost fell on the 120, as we read in Acts 2-4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Dwelling in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost were Jews and devout men out of every nation under heaven who were confounded and asked, What meaneth this? Others mockingly said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter stood up and said, These are not drunken, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And that this Jesus whom ye have crucified and slain, whom God had raised up, had set forth this which ye now see and hear. Thus we find that the promise of the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father, as you read in Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with that power from on high. Today, viewers, you do not have to go to Jerusalem to receive the Holy Spirit. Your Jerusalem is where you found your salvation. When I was a boy, I often heard the preacher speaking about the Holy Spirit. I had no idea what he was talking about. And I'm afraid many church members are like that today. Before Jesus went back to heaven, he said to his disciples, that which is written in John 14, 16 to 18, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The word comforter means one called alongside to help. Jesus was promising to send the Holy Spirit to comfort the disciples when he should be gone. The Holy Spirit was to dwell in the believers and help them just as the Lord had done when he was with them. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to convict one of sin. We may have a conscience, but it takes the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. Listen to John 16, 10 and 11. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and he see me no more. And of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. The world means this world system. And the time of the Lord, it was led by the Jews, who were the religious leaders, and the Romans, the political leaders. Both of these groups rejected and crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ that condemned or judged the world because in putting the Lord to death, the leaders showed that what they thought of the Son of God. And it is Satan who is behind the whole world system. When Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, he was a hungry, hearted man, seeking hope and satisfaction for this life and that to come. Jesus said unto him, as you find in John 5, 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Every man comes into the world through a physical birth, but that is not enough. He needs a spiritual birth. One must be born of water and not the spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. 
Reading the eighth verse, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and where it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Jesus said that the work of the Holy Spirit in saving men is like the wind. It is from heaven. It cannot be seen. Its power and work can never be fully understood. It can be heard. It is very powerful, and what it does can be seen. It gives life. It was the breath of life which made man a living soul. Read in verses 9 and 10, Nicodemus answered said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? And that's where many stand today. They don't really know the meaning of being born again of water and the Spirit to attain eternal life. When we are born into this world, we have physical lives which last until we die. When we are born again, we receive eternal life, which is in the life of God. It never ends, for when our bodies die at the end of our physical lives, those who are blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light will go to heaven to be with our Lord and go on living that eternal life which started here and now. Yes, prepare yourselves to meet your God. Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. The greatest need of every man is to be born again, to receive the promise of God. One Sunday, a man came to me and said, You spoke of the weight of sin. I don't feel any weight. How much is it? 50 pounds? 100 pounds? And I said, I can't a dead body feel any weight placed upon it? No, said the man. A dead man couldn't feel it, even if he placed a thousand pounds on him. Well, said I, that's the way it is with you. You are dead in your sin and therefore can't feel the weight of it. People who are not Christians are looked upon as being spiritually dead. They need a new birth to bring them to life towards God. If they are never born again, they go on being dead towards God and eventually they are, will be eternally and be separated from Him. One who has been born can't be unborn. I was born on my father and mother and I'll always be their child, regardless of my actions. And since I am born of water and of the Spirit, I'll always be God's child. Romans 8, 1 reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I wish to spend a little time on the word sanctification, which means being set apart for God. When the temple was built, it was sanctified. That is, it was set aside for the purpose of worshiping God, as well as all our branch churches for the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God, for the winning of lost souls, and for the glory of God. I share with you the self-same gospel that Jesus preached by first asking you to read Mark 1, 14 to 15 with me. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Just suppose we use our church for a dance or for the sale of a hula hula chicken, la la, and so forth. That would be blasphemy. You can see then that in this sense, every Christian is sanctified or set apart for God's purpose. Reading 1 Corinthians 1, 19 to 20, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Yes, we were all bought with a price. The price is the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he shed for us on the cross of Calvary. For without the shedding of blood, there would have been no remission of sins. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are told that a wasp is larger than birth at any other time. Some true born-again Christians are like that. They are more spiritual, more active for God when they are born again than any in future time. All salvation is confirmed in heaven, as you read in Ephesians 4.30. 
and grieving of the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. In other words, there is a day coming when our Lord will return to make our bodies like His glorious body. When a person accepts the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit then sets His seal on that soul. No power in heaven or earth can break the seal. Billions of dollars worth of gold is buried in Fort Knox. This treasure is encased in buildings of steel and iron and guarded by many soldiers. We say this gold is safe, but it isn't one half as safe as the soul which has trusted Jesus. We read in Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The Holy Spirit also helps our infirmities. We can pray and thank God for that privilege, but we can never offer a perfect prayer. However, the Holy Spirit knows what is best for us and prays for us according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit illumines the Bible for us. That's the reason many cannot understand the Bible. They do not have the Holy Spirit to guide their understanding. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 10 and 12. But God had revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The Holy Spirit not only illumines the pages of the Bible, but He also lights up the pathway of the believer. You and I come off into the crossroads. Which way shall we go? Which way is the best? If we trust our own wisdom, we will often go the wrong way. Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If one is selecting a college, he should seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. If one plans to marry, wants a better job, or wants to purchase a house, ask for God's guidance. Let us read Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thine ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. As revealed in the word of God, the Lord promises to guide us if we surrender our wills to him and bring our ways into submission to do his will. We who have been born again have the promise of being translated. If you would like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church panel will conclude today's telecast with a toe-tapping song entitled, Victory in Jesus' Name.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.